welcome back to Work Bestie, the podcast where you cover everything you would discuss with your work bestie. A guide for 20 and something year old women trying to figure it out and do their best. I have the day off today, so I just woke up. I got my third booster vaccine yesterday, so I'm feeling just a little sluggish and tired. And it's my last week at my current full-time job. So I'm really excited for a new opportunity. I'm going to be doing travel social work. Um, If you don't know, I'm a licensed clinical social worker and I've worked in a hospital setting for about four and a half years. Um, One of those years is my grad school internship, so it doesn't really count, but um, three and a half years at this current job and I've really, really loved it. It's made me the social worker I am today. I love the unit that I worked on, every single person But I'm ready for something new, and my new job starts Monday in a different state, so I'll be traveling back and forth on weekends. Um, My partner still lives here, obviously. So um, I'm nervous, excited. I've really thought about this a lot. Um, Usually my decisions are almost too calculated, and I've had some good realizations that the grass isn't always greener and things like that, but I still came to the decision that this was the right call for now. And my new job is only 13 weeks. So I get to try it, see how it is, and then kind of see what's next one step at a time, right? Um, and I have some really exciting things coming up for the podcast. I have an interview with a friend tomorrow talking about moving to a new city where you don't know anyone balancing relationships, starting over, especially a new city you didn't choose. And then next week, interviewing a friend who has a blog. She and her partner, her fiance, are living in Airbnbs all over the country. They'll do a month at each one. And then she's also going to talk about being multi-passionate. She's a integrative health coach as well as an interior designer. So super excited for them to come on. I have so many good questions. I can't wait to talk with them. Um, So that's kind of what's going on this week. But I wanted to talk today about boundaries. And I felt like this was a good place to kind of start because I think that women our age have, and all women, all people, honestly, have a really hard time balancing obligations versus personal well-being. And I think oftentimes that comes in the form of boundaries. I started therapy near the end of grad school. I actually was trying to think about this the other day. I don't remember exactly what the acute stressor was, like what was happening in my life where I was like, I need therapy. I think I developed anxiety for what felt like the first time. And I had a very close relationship with a friend, um, just kind of fall off without much explanation. And that was really hard for me. And I can talk about the lack of a boundary in that situation as well. But um, boundaries, so boundaries can look a lot of different ways. And when I started learning about boundaries, I was originally such a people pleaser, like I, I felt like I was raised to always think of others before yourself. And that was kind of the only option. There was never any like, 
well, if you need to take a rest or if you need, you know, to maybe not hang out or if that person, you know, if you need to do something for yourself, that was never a consideration. And it's not my parents' fault. They did the best they could. I'm also the oldest in my siblings. So um, parents can't know what they don't know, like what they haven't done before. So, and it was all well-intending. But I adopted really quickly that you have to do everything for other people all the time. So I was always available to people, always doing things for others, whether I really wanted to or not or whether I enjoyed that person or not. And I think I got really overwhelmed with having to do things for people all the time and running myself ragged. And I just realized it wasn't sustainable. So one thing that I learned a lot in therapy and that we worked a lot through was building skills. So boundaries was one of the first, and that just really paved the way for a lot of other great healing because you can't heal if you keep doing the same thing. So I'm not going to get better about prioritizing myself if I'm still a people pleaser constantly without any. So establishing boundaries was really helpful for me. And a boundary doesn't always have to be just saying no, which is something that I think is really helpful for people because it is really hard to say no to people initially once you start. But establishing and maintaining boundaries is like flexing a muscle. It's the more you do it, the stronger you get and the easier it gets. So if you're lifting a weight, it's going to be really, really, really hard the first few times, maybe even the first 20 times. But you break it up over days, weeks, and the more you do it and are consistent with it, the easier it's going to be to lift the weight. And I also think once you start realizing how good it feels to put yourself first in some situations and have a boundary and how good it feels to rest or do something you want to do or take the night for yourself or, you know, not be overwhelmed with responsibility of others, that's going to feel really good. And you're going to want to keep feeling that level of good. Um, And there are lots of different kinds of boundaries. There's interpersonal boundaries with friends or boundaries within relationships, like romantic relationships or work boundaries or boundaries with parents. I'll give a couple examples. So a boundary at work could be if your boss comes to you and they're like, hey, I was hoping you'd be able to help with this task. If you don't feel like you have the capacity or don't want to, or it's not in your job description, you can say, hey, I really appreciate you coming to me and you know, thinking of me to help with this. Um, I have a full plate right now, but if you're willing to take away one of my other responsibilities, I'd be happy to help. That's one way to do it. Another example of how to deal with that specific boundary would be, hey, thank you so much for thinking of me. I really don't feel like I have the ability to do the best that I can at that right now. And I think to get it done in the best way, it might be better to have someone else kind of take charge on that. It's not just saying, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, you can phrase it in a way where I just got a phone call. Um, I lost my train of thought. But another work example could be um, with a coworker. Like if you brought your lunch and you don't want to go out to eat, you don't want to spend the money and everyone else is going, you can say, thank you so much for thinking of me. I brought my lunch, so I'm going to eat this today. But 
I'd be happy to go out and sit with you guys or bring my lunch where you guys are going. Or you could say, but I'd love to, you know, plan for another time to for us to all go out to eat. Because if you don't want to do something like go out to eat or spend money, if you're trying to budget or have other goals, you shouldn't feel pressured into doing that because you're going to still spend the money and you're not even going to enjoy it. And you can go and sit with them with your lunch and still get that experience, you know, if you're worried about feeling left out or if they want to go out to eat, but you still have a ton of work to do, you don't really have time for that. Just saying, hey, thank you for thinking of me. I would love to. I'm just super overwhelmed with all that I have going on today, but let's set up a time for next week. An example of a boundary with parents could look like, like, I live three hours away from my parents. I don't really see them very much, unfortunately. But um, an example at this age could be like, hey, mom and dad, um, my partner and I are going to spend the holidays with his family this year. Um, But I would love to plan a weekend where we could come and see you guys. um, Or we can spend Thanksgiving with you and Christmas with his family and kind of establishing that boundary, not really asking their permission, but kind of telling them this is what's going to happen. This is what we have that capability for. And I would love to see you guys, but these are the frameworks that we're working within. A boundary within a romantic relationship could look like, um, hey, I'm happy to do the grocery shopping this week. Would you be willing to help out with some of the meal prep? That would really help me out. Another example could be, hey, I'm really happy to help with the laundry. I don't mind doing it at all. Would you be willing to help me fold it and put it away? Or would you be willing to fold it and put away once it's ready? Um, Another boundary could be, hey, sometimes when you get upset and you yell, it really hurts my feelings and I feel pretty bad about myself. I was wondering if we could talk about some ways that maybe we could express our frustration in a different way that doesn't make me feel so bad about myself. An example in a friendship or like uh, other interpersonal relationship could look like, hey, I love spending time with you, um, but I'm not able to hang out every time that you ask. And I just want to make sure you know it's because it's not because I don't want to spend time with you, but just because I have a lot of things going on. So I do want to make time. I'm just not available every time you ask. Because sometimes we make up stories in our head about what the other person is thinking or saying. So if we ask someone to hang out five times and they're only available two, we think they don't want to spend time with us. They hate us. We kind of let our mind run wild because our mind wants to close the loop. There doesn't want to be any ambiguity about something. So even if it's not the reality or the truth, that's what we tell ourselves. Um, Another example with a friendship could be, hey, sometimes you mention this thing about, I don't know, my hair, and I know my hair is different than yours, but I really like my hair the way it is, and um, sometimes we say those things, that hurts my feelings. Um, So those are just some examples of how to reframe or establish a boundary. Um... And I guess how to some indicators that you might need to practice establishing boundaries is if you find it hard to say no or you feel guilty saying no. Um, 
this was something that was really hard for me because people who have boundaries. So sorry, let me rephrase this. People without boundaries cannot stand people with boundaries. So let's say you have a boss who has no boundaries, asks you to work day and night, up and down, do all these things out of your job description. And if you've been willing to do that in the past, once you establish a boundary, it's going to be really, you know, offsetting for them because they're going to be like, wait, but you always used to help with this. And usually the person without the boundary, as compared to the person who has a newly established boundary, they're going to make you feel bad. They're going to make you feel guilty. What used to help with this? Blah, blah, all kinds of different things. And that's where it gets really hard to maintain the boundary because when you're doing something new, it can be uncomfortable. If you're establishing a boundary newly, it can be uncomfortable. So it takes a lot of practice and confidence to be like, yeah, I'm so sorry. And you don't really have to give a huge explanation. You can just say, I'm not really available to that right now. Um, if you feel responsible for other people's happiness, that's an example of needing a boundary. If you put others' needs before your own, kind of like we talked about if you find yourself apologizing excessively, if you pretend to agree with people, even the ones you disagree with, if you go to extreme lengths to avoid conflict, this is something that was really hard for me. I hate conflict. I hated conflict. I now realize that conflict can be healthy and can produce positive change, but I hated people being upset with me, being confused about what I was doing, or like questioning why I wasn't doing things for them. When you rely on other people's validation to feel good about yourself, when you feel better agreeing with other, or when you feel better when others agree with you and show that they like you, and you are dependent on others to take care of your emotional needs. Those are some examples I found from an Instagram called Mental Recharge. Um, I think another example is when you start feeling resentful towards people. So um, an example from my life is my partner has a really demanding work schedule, like really, really, really demanding. And he's not able to necessarily always find the time to grocery shop or cook or do laundry or things like that. So I had been doing everything, emptying the dishwasher. And I was starting to feel a little bit resentful because I just felt like we weren't necessarily engaged in like partnership and sharing responsibilities. And so we talked about it and I said, Hey, I know your capabilities are very limited, but do you think, and I don't mind doing any of these things. I'm so happy to help. It takes something off your plate. I'm more than happy to help. Do you think you'd be able to unload the dishwasher when you get home from work or, you know, something small like that where it's sharing responsibility and I really am happy to help, but it's just, I was starting to feel resentful. Um, let's see what else. And a boundary, kind of like we said, isn't always saying no, but it can be leaving an event when you want to, not staying past when you want to, um, setting in your mind, I'm going to be here till 9 p.m. And then when it's nine, I'm going to head home. It can be prioritizing rest, scheduling meetings with some space in between to give you transition time, avoiding situations that are triggering for you or upsetting, removing work emails from your phone, turning off your notifications, whether that's like Instagram, um, 
Facebook, things like that. Or putting it on do not disturb and just like taking time away from text messages, phone calls, um, leaving messages unread until you feel like you have the energy to respond. Asking people to not speak about topics that make you uncomfortable in your presence. And I think another way to think about a boundary is something that is there because it helps you look after yourself. So this is here because it's self-preserving and it's going to like this request. So, for example, let's say kind of like the dishes example that I just gave, like I put this boundary in place and made a request because it's self-preserving to me and allows me to feel like we're in more of a partnership. Looking at a couple other examples, I think a really relevant one is not feeling like you have to respond to messages right away or turning off your social media notifications. Um, and I think people who, like we talked about earlier, people who need to establish boundaries are usually people pleasers. So I think some good realizations for people who might struggle with people pleasing are realizing you don't have to be available all the time. It's okay to let people down. You're not responsible for their reactions to things. You're allowed to take up space. You're allowed to have emotions. You're allowed to need rest. Your opinion matters. Your needs are as important as, important as anyone else's. And it's not your job to keep the peace or to carry the whole team on your back in whatever setting that is. And... I could talk about boundaries forever. I think that's a great kind of little introduction and give you some things to think about. Um, but boundaries are tough and almost sometimes harder than establishing the boundary is maintaining it. So like we said, if your boss kind of gives you pushback, that maintaining can be almost harder than establishing. There's one time at work where someone I worked with she wasn't a social worker. She was a nurse practitioner on my unit, but I established a boundary with her and she was not someone who had any boundaries, respected any boundaries. And she flipped her lid on me and it could have been really easy in the moment to kind of give in to her requests and, you know, let her walk all over me. But I stayed steady and I said, I'm really sorry you feel that way. I can tell this is hard for you. But this is what's best for the situation, and this is what I'm able to help with. And, you know, she was really mad at me, and it actually hurt our relationship. We don't really have a relationship anymore, and that's okay. Like, I think if someone's not going to respect you and your boundaries and your needs that are healthy, reasonable, acceptable, then it might be an indicator about the quality of that relationship. It's not definite, you know, maybe they're having a bad day, but... It's just important to think about people who truly, truly, truly care about you and your well-being will understand and respect your boundaries, even if it's inconvenient for them. And if they truly know you, they will know that this is hard for you and they should, you know, ideally encourage you in establishing a boundary and taking a step to be healthier and happier. And um, so it's just something to think about. And it's not saying that if you 
if someone's really reactive to your establishment of a boundary that they don't love or care about you. But they just might not know how to exist within boundaries um, because they might not have any either. So kind of, like I said earlier, people without boundaries have a really hard time with people who have boundaries. It doesn't mean they don't love you, care about you, respect you, but they just have, it's, it's an adjustment to a relationship and it's kind of, you know, it changes who you are a little bit as a person when you establish boundaries. Um, so that's all I have for today, but thanks for tuning in and learning more about boundaries. I hope something stuck out to you or you took something away that will be helpful for you as you navigate 20s, 30s, relationships, becoming the healthiest version of yourself. And I will see you all next time. Have a great day.